0: Hello everyone, this is Ron Bush, and you're welcome to, to listen to and view the Information Playground. Uh, We're coming to you from a variety of ways. Uh, the Information Playground is, a, is a, uh, a, a program that's broadcast on podcasting platforms, on uh, YouTube uh, for the video, of course, and, uh, and definitely on WVLP. WVLP is uh, where we got our start It's a great community radio station in Valparaiso, Indiana, and if you're there, I encourage you to listen to us there. Uh, The Information Playground is dedicated to helping educate people in all the changes that are happening from a technological standpoint, and they're just unlimited, all the changes, but also things that are going on that that are connected to that. Uh, It's uh, underwritten by Ron Bush Consulting, and Ron Bush Consulting is a cybersecurity consultancy. We go into businesses and we help businesses uh, um, train their employees, do risk assessments, and basically help them stay safe and avoid being uh, uh, breached in a data breach. You can find uh, information on us in any of the, the uh, things that I've mentioned already. The website is ronbushconsulting.com. Um, I've got a book on Amazon uh, called uh, Staying Safe in a Very Dangerous World think before you click. Um, I often use that for going into companies and doing uh, employee training with them uh, because most businesses or most organizations don't have an information security policies and procedures which I hardly encourage. And in this day and age, business business continuity plans, um, disaster preparedness and recovery plans, all these things are vital for every organization to have whether they're a business uh, government, or a not-for-profit, doesn't matter. So um, I'll just uh, finish WVLP is 103.1 on your FM dial in Valparaiso. We air there on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. and Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Uh, again, you can get us on demand looking for the information playground on whatever your podcast Platform is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, doesn't matter, Spotify, um, or YouTube under the Information Playground. And our special guest today is one that you've uh, uh, regular listeners will recognize. Um, John Lawrence is uh, cyber forensics with the Munster Police Department. He teaches, I think, at just about every university or college in the area, and that's not true, but he does teach quite a bit. And uh, So uh, welcome, John. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself, if you would.
1: Sure, hello everybody. Uh, My name is John Lawrence. I uh, work with uh, Munster Police Department. I'm a digital forensics analyst and intelligence analyst. Uh, uh, Through my work, um, I've been able to work with the district attorney's office with a, a company called, or an organization called NISA, which is Northwest Indiana information sharing and security alliance Uh, due to covid we haven't really done a whole lot Um, one because we don't want to have big groups um, and two we're in the process of building a uh, er emergency operations center on gary airport Uh, when the covid started we took over a building and were given grants to get PPEs out to everybody in the area. Um, Currently, I become a grant writer uh, and uh, have been uh, in the process of getting different grants um, for the police department and uh, for NISA for helping the uh, people in Northwest Indiana. Um, Along with that, I I teach uh, digital forensics at Ivy Tech and Marine Valley.
0: Great, great. Well, I'm glad you're with us. Uh, We're in the midst, uh, I shouldn't say the midst, the middle or anything else. I have no idea neither is anyone else how long this uh, COVID-19 pandemic is going to be with us. It may be for the foreseeable future, the rest of our lives, or who knows.
1: Um, I, I think part of the problem was part of the nation believed that there was a problem and did a lot of shutdown while a lot of people fought back in certain states to either not close as much or to open far sooner. Um, Miami for the last three days had ten thousand plus people infected, hmm. so they got thirty thousand in three days, yeah, and think of everybody going to Florida on vacation because they still want to go on vacation think everybody that lives in Florida wants to go out on the beach and the nightlife and everybody got infected. Um, Now, a lot of those states, California, Texas, Arizona, uh, Florida, um, they're jumping backwards even faster than a lot of the states shut down to try to curb it. And the people are still in those states are still fighting against it. There's a there's a lot of cities that don't care about people wearing masks, and then you get states like Illinois, where you could get up to a seven thousand dollar fine after um, once or twice being caught without a mask in public. I, let I, alone shopping and everything like that. Yeah, Indiana, you could walk around without it. It it goes by town. If uh, Marion County, you know, basically put on a um, a a decree, I guess, if you may, uh, that everyone has to wear masks because it was the epicenter of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwest Indiana, you could wear them if you want or not. You know, that's that's your right? Because a lot of people fought against it. So we're still getting, we're still getting, you know, 700, 800 people a day in Indiana, um, you know, with positive cases. Illinois is about 500. And we kind of expected a lot of this with all the protests going on. Um, But at least Chicago's not getting the high numbers um, like that. Uh, Yesterday, New York was the first day they had no deaths and three new cases or something like that. So everything that they're doing is starting to work, but they've completely locked down New York where nobody from certain states can come in. Uh, uh, People in New York can't leave you know, there's a lot of restrictions in order to do it. Is that the right thing to do? It, you know, it looks like it, you know, if we're, gonna, if we're gonna beat this or, you know, is it gonna be for not? And it's gonna come back around like the flu in the fall. Um,
0: See, that's people, the troubling thing, nobody knows. And yeah, as,
1: know. as we were stating, you know, the big thing uh, from previous episodes about schooling, about how schools are gonna react to this, yeah. Ivy Tech's already concluded that they're going to be starting online. Um, the only way that kids are ever going to come on campus is if they're doing nursing or science classes, and then they have to really uh, uh, COVID 19, you know, each other, wear the mask, social distancing, everything involved. The teachers are against having in classroom. And then they're against where if they, uh, uh, all they've ever done was in class, they don't like teaching online. So now you have this, this debate or argument on should we just open the campus? Should nobody be on campus? And they're having weekly meetings to discuss how things are gonna roll.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, as usual, I think the kids are gonna lose in this debate. They're not part of it, but I mean, can you imagine being a student in any grade? I mean, admittedly, if you're in grade school, you probably don't care, but I mean, this, is, this affects them the rest of their life. Kids, are, I mean, we're set up for kids to go through 12 grades in, in America, in the US, go through 12 grades, and then if they so choose on to higher education, And if they want a bachelor, that's usually four years and and, um, on to to whatever, graduate and and PhD. But the point is that we're taking that, or COVID-19 is taking that away from them. I I, I don't, you know, admittedly, there's a lot of, of, uh, of, um, there's a lot of what teachers are saying and even teachers unions, and I don't always side with unions, but admittedly there's a risk to to adults in a room full of kids that aren't going to care all that much about hygiene. I do think it's an excellent opportunity for a teaching moment because I think our society has gotten very lazy with hygiene. Yes. I've mentioned on on the program before I don't stay in restaurants and haven't for years uh, for quite a few years. I can't remember when I started this. I've been doing it so long. But if I go to the men's room and there's no soap in that men's room, I know the the guys in the kitchen aren't washing their hands and I don't want food cooked by them. So I walk out. I don't stay. I don't eat their food, but that's because we haven't stressed it. When I was a kid, I mean, it was all the time. There are germs and you've got to do this. You got to do that. I don't hear that anymore. I've had, uh, I had a son that went through uh, all the grades and I don't remember any of the the schools that he attended, any of the grades, I don't remember him ever stressing that. So I think we've gotten away from it, and the what I see in public uh, it, it testifies to that. So it it is a teachable moment. We need to do better with hygiene. Uh, folks like Howie Mandel, he <laughs> calls himself a germaphobe. Well, maybe that's not all bad. You know, maybe we we should all be a little germophobic. Um, on the other hand, I feel sorry for the kids because they're not, I mean, there's gotta be some way to make this work. We're Americans and we have a tendency to, to plow through and, and make the best of bad situations. World War II is a perfect example of that. We waited till the last minute and then we were outnumbered and outgunned and we still went in and won. Surely we can get in the classroom and if it's too crowded, i I heard on the news this morning that one teacher was balking to go into the classroom because he had 150 students registered. Well, my goodness, 150 students. You can't, I mean, that's ridiculous. Let alone
1: being COVID, COVID safe.
0: Yeah, you can't make that COVID safe. You can't do social distancing. I don't know how you get 150 young people to wear a mask all the time. So, I, I'm with her on that. They need to make it smaller classes. They need to hire more teachers. And that's easy for me to say, I don't have to do it, but there's gotta be some way to get through this. Surely if we work together, instead of just penalizing the kids, surely we can figure this out.
1: Well, one problem is, is actually sanitizing the desk. There was a couple schools or a couple school systems, um, Gary, Indiana for one, uh, since it's in our backyard. Uh, they're letting parents decide if they're going to send the children to school or leave them at home. So now cybersecurity comes into into play here. How are they going to communicate? How are they going to do everything? And they're going to be getting Chromebooks And at home. Mm-hmm. If they're in school, they're going to be given masks and somebody's going to sanitize the desk because... The classes move around. So people, there's gonna be so many people at the desk, and they want it that way because if someone gets sick, they could go back and and figure out who sat at that desk, who who you know, who was contacted by them next to them, and so on and so forth. So you'll get you'll get that, but now you gotta hire people to clean all the desks in between classes. You know, is there really gonna be learning done? You know, how much learning is gonna be done at home? The younger kids, the parents are going to, aren't gonna be able to get them to do it, you know, and then now who's gonna sit home with them? If their parents, yeah. you know, work, you know, they drop the kids off at work, pick them up, after work, you know, who's gonna do that now? Is that mean more people are gonna to have to stay home with them or they're gonna to have to, you know, do something? Our oh, kids can be forced to go to school, yeah. you know, just because they have no other opportunity or, 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 you know, family that that can help with their learning or mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, it's it's going to be a challenge.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is uh, no doubt about it. It's a mess, but we have to get through it. I mean, it's not like we can put the, the you know time on hold while we figure it out it's we don't have time warps or any of the stuff that movies love to talk about in science fiction we have to deal with reality and you know i agree it is it is a thorough mess but you can't you can't
1: hold kids back because of this no and and that's essentially kind of what was happening when we they were just extending you know holidays or spring breaks to figure out what they were going to do Mm -hmm. you know if if kids start missing too much class what are you going to do then everyone gets to redo sophomore year or senior year yeah that's going to mess up family plans your your work plans your college plans you know
0: student loans i mean all this stuff comes comes due and all this stuff all this stuff matters it's just instead of yelling at everybody and getting out on the street and slugging each other, I, I wish we could just sit down and talk about it. I mean, you and I are just sitting down here and talking. And I, I don't even know if we agree or disagree, but but that's how you find out. I have yeah. a feeling you and I are probably going to agree on most of this stuff because we yeah. want it to work. And I yeah. think good people do. I, I, I wish we didn't have, we were talking about this before we started recording. It seems that today with the easy communication that we have. Everybody gets a chance to say what, what's on their mind. Well, some people don't have anything on their mind, but they do like the notoriety and they want to cause trouble. Some people are just wired that way, not everybody. Just because I disagree with somebody doesn't mean they're, they're a troublemaker. But we've seen it on television and we see it over and over again. Just because you get a chance at your 15 seconds of fame doesn't mean you have to take it, wait until you got something worthwhile. But uh, that's that's not gonna happen either. The folks that are wired that way are, I mean, they wanna cause trouble and there are people that do wanna do that, so.
1: There there was an article I was reading today um, because for NISA I put out a, a COVID-19 report, like a daily report with mm-hmm. bits and pieces about everything in the country, more in our backyard, you know, if people, miss it so that they're informed um mayor lightfoot in chicago realizes that a lot of kids are dropping out of class because they don't like the way the school system is just like you said Mm
0: -hmm. they're not
1: going to protest that they're just not going to go yeah so their response is we're going to give you free education for you to come back to school that debts are going to be cleared and everything like that i don't know where they're going to get the money they're going to figure it out but it's it's a way of getting kids back in i think that is good yeah um and and it's in very specific schools you know where enrollment just disappeared you know for the fall mm-hmm. like they didn't they didn't like the way things were going so what are they going to do they're not going to get an education they're mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's it's a tough it's a tough hill to climb, but. Yeah. At least that's something that says, "Hey, I, this is my point to go back to school." You know, we're gonna we're gonna make things better. But I don't know. I, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Well, that wasn't what we planned to talk about, but I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Oh um, sure, sure. I I really just to to finish it off. Education is so important. Before all of this happened, I. I've uh, and I mean, you teach obviously. You you see the importance of education. People that are poor have no chance of getting out of poverty if they don't have an education. People that uh, that want to be something and and yes, there are all kinds of stories of people. I was just reading uh, earlier today about uh, uh, Charles Dickens at 12 years old. When he was 12 years old, he had seven siblings. When he was 12 years old, his father got arrested sent to debtor's prison. <laughs> he owed money and he couldn't pay. And sure. and so Dickens, at 12 years old, went to work in a glue factory gluing labels on bottles. That's what he was doing at 12, full-time job. He he didn't get to graduate school. He went back and forth until he was 15. At 15, he went to work somewhere else full-time. I think it was a some kind of clerk. The, the point is that there are Charles Dickens um, in this world, even today, that have everything stacked against them, but somehow they've got the drive and the ambition to get up and get out of, of, of that poverty and get, get away from it. But for every one of those, there's hundreds of thousands of people that can't do that. Not everyone is a Charles Dickens, and not everyone's going to have that drive or that ability or get the brakes that he got. I mean, nobody does everything on their own. We all get lucky once in a while, whether it's a i don't play the lotto but whether it's a a winning ticket there or it's just getting a break at work or or somebody does us a favor or or lets us do something that that we couldn't have done on our own all of us get those breaks at some time in life we just don't get them all the time nobody does so i guess i guess my point is without that education a lot of people just don't have a chance and we've got to we've got to figure out some way to make this work and i agree with you i don't know how we're going to pay for all of this we were 23 trillion in debt before this stuff Um, i have no idea where we're at now but if they told me 30 trillion i'd believe it they told me 100 trillion i'd probably believe it it's just sometimes you just got to do what you've got to do and then figure out how to pay for it later and i think this is one of those things i I I can only trust that we'll figure it out because we always have, but you know, maybe this will be the time we don't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We were planning to talk about TikTok. (laughs) Yes, and
1: we will. How are we doing on time?
0: Uh, We're doing great, and thank you for asking. I I, uh, lose track sometimes, especially when you and I are talking. I always enjoy the conversation so much. So Let's talk about, let's start with TikTok, and then we can branch off from that. TikTok is a, an app. Uh, it's available on the, the iPhone as well as Android phones. Um, mostly kids use it. Honestly, I, I know very little about it. I don't, I've not downloaded it. Let's, let's tell folks what it is for those that don't have small children or, or uh, maybe uh, prepubescent kids might be a way to say that. Um, sure. They're, I think the biggest audience for that. What is TikTok?
1: So it's a, it's another kind of app, a social media app, if you may, uh, that records just snippets. So a lot of kids do it to try to be like the next TikTok star, like the YouTube star. And then some people then take all these TikToks and put it on a YouTube video. So to get, a different crowd to watch it. So if those people don't have the app, they can now watch it and then download the app or make their own or be a YouTube star, anything like that. Now, the importance of some of these apps are countries that use this for communication. Um, Either if there's a uprising, like in Egypt when they were using Facebook and VPNs to get out, Uh, to basically China where they're either having to try to get a VPN uh, and not get caught and get out uh, to either send messages or communicate with US Canada a lot of different areas let's tell folks
0: what a VPN is because you've used it twice now
1: oh sure sure it's a virtual private network it basically uh, uh, is a secure connection between one person and another yeah. uh, for moving data, having video, any kind of communication. Um, and those, uh, they could be hacked, know, you could break into them, but it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. Um, so a lot of people choose to use that. Now, with using a VPN, um, and you're, say, if you're packet sniffing, where you're watching data move on the internet, okay. and, you know, I get it, I knew I threw a word out there, I started to explain it already. Um, so, so, governments and stuff like that, they could tell that you're using a VPN, they could tell you're going from point A to point B. So it's a alarm and it kind of puts a spotlight on you. They may not know what you're doing, but they know you have it. Mm -hmm. And that's how they have caught people in the past. So it's a debate about using a VPN or not. Um, What they're doing is they're using that to use WeChat and other different kinds of apps. And this is where the uh, privacy sector Comes in where people are now trying to to block these apps from being used, from getting out on the internet, from uh, 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 making it across nations, communicating anything like that. Um, so people are starting to look for other apps, mm-hmm. and these other apps are now being blocked before the you know wave. Of users picks up on it.
0: Yeah. So I, I've got a, uh, uh, I take uh, uh, the Cipher uh, Daily Brief. It's a it's a little newsletter that comes out. I don't know if you get it or not, but it's a, it's a popular newsletter. I like it because it's apolitical. You've got folks from from all over the aisle, but you know, right, left, and what have you. But they're all people that have been involved in in security in one one way or another. So. Uh, There was uh, this morning, um, what prompted all this is uh, Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo has said we're probably going to ban uh, use of TikTok in the United States. And so um, it notes here the very public escalation from Pompeo comes as the two countries face critical issues that require cooperation, including... The current global pandemic, and of course, uh, different leaders have been very um, loud uh, about uh, China hiding information from us regarding the pandemic, hiding information about COVID-19, all kinds of things. Uh, piracy of the sea—China uh, is uh, is supposed to be behind quite a bit of piracy, and they've got uh, they've got the islands in the South China Islands, Ch- South China Sea Islands. That they created, they built those islands. Uh, they did that in, I think it was 2016. And of course, they moved uh, military bases there. They uh, um, they have really the ability to strike at most of Europe and and uh, um, all of Asia within that isn't China, of course, within just minutes because of these islands that they built. They're man-made islands military installations. Uh, I believe they have nuclear uh, capabilities there, just a whole host of things. And again, that that happened in 2016, that isn't, it wasn't widely broadcast, but it it was out in the news back then. Um, And then international terrorism um, and proliferation of that. There's all kinds of things. And then of course, we've got the the, uh, negotiations on imports and exports, just economy things. China makes, um, I've read different reports in any, anywhere between 85 and 95% of all electronics on the planet. So, uh, I know Bloomberg had, uh, had an article out. I think it was the first, might've been January first month of this year that, um, they were putting chips into all of the, the, uh, Uh, the laptops and servers and computers, phones, everything. There was a very
1: specific camera that a company was using that was sending information back to one of the companies in China. So they stopped using those, those cameras and laptops and tablets and stuff like that. There were, um, Again, another cybersecurity concern with with, uh, uh, IoT devices, Internet of Things. Thank you. uh, uh, Where uh, small devices that try to go under the radar, where they were putting uh, chips that seemed to be sending information back. And, you know, a lot of people bought the chips because they were cheap, a lot of people didn't research them or or know that this was going to happen and you know they're out there
0: yeah according to bloomberg um, and that report kind of dried up after that they stood by it they said that google and apple had uh, had uh, canceled hundreds of thousands of servers and noted that um, all of our servers and electronic equipment in the government including military it's all built in china all of this stuff comes from china so there was concern. Um, nobody else carried the story that I'm aware of. And Bloomberg, last I heard, stood by it. But then it just kind of, yeah. I would say, got hushed up. It just kind of died or, or went away or something. So we've got, we've got those issues. Now, we've had similar things with Russia. Uh, Russia had FaceApp. I can't remember if that was last year or the year before. This stuff all runs together after a while. Uh, but it, it was the same type of thing, FaceApp. Uh, Would uh, age you so you could you could uh, actually use it to see what you'd look like older and Play games with uh, with how you would look or other people Um, But it was uh, it was reported that Russia was doing the exact same thing We're now accusing China of doing recording things using it to track us using it to um, uh, To um, keep track of all our search history, everything we do on our phones and laptops and desktops, everything we do on our computers. I'm gonna take a quick break because we're right at the halfway point. And when we come back, maybe we can pick it up there, John. Sure. So I'm Ron Bush, I uh, own Ron Bush Consulting. You're listening to the Information Playground. The Information Playground comes to you in a variety of ways. We come to you on WVLP Monday mornings at 8 o'clock, Friday afternoons at 1 1 Uh, p.m. WVLP.org is a great radio station. If you're in the Northwest Indiana area and you want to know how to get involved in the community, I encourage you to take a look at their website. If you're interested in underwriting um, any of the programs, mine included, uh, you're welcome to to do that. And you you can find out how to do that on WVLP's website. You're also, if you wanna see this on demand, maybe you don't have time to finish it, or do you wanna repeat some of it, or you're just not able to, to listen to it Monday mornings at eight or Friday afternoons at one, you can find us uh, on podcast, any of the podcast platforms that I, I know of. There's eight or nine of them that we're on um, uh, under the information playground. And you can also go to YouTube and find us there under the information playground. You're welcome to check out my book on Amazon, uh, Staying Safe in a Very Dangerous World seems like an apt title for the times we're living in. Um, the subtitle is Think Before You Click. And you're also welcome to check out our website, uh, ronbushconsulting.com. All that said, you're listening to or watching my special guest, John Lawrence. He's uh, uh, cyber forensics uh, uh, with the Munster Police Department, teaches in at Moraine Valley Ivy Tech. I thought you were teaching a couple of other places too, but... I mean, with everything that's going on, maybe maybe, maybe they aren't teaching. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But uh, all that said, uh, if folks want to get in touch with me, they can email me, ron at ronbushconsulting.com. If they want to get in touch with you, what's a good way for that to happen? So you could email me at
1: the police department, uh, or, or you could even come to the police department. We've had uh, a lot of town hall meetings where we would talk uh, child safety and internet and stuff like that at town hall meetings. Um, and we're always open to the public. Uh, my email address would be J L O H R E N T Z at Munster.org.
0: Great. Great. So we, we uh, took a break when uh, I just introduced face app from Russia, and, but there's, I mean, when we think about it, and you mentioned—I think you mentioned uh, Snapchat before we uh, we started recording. Either that, or I—I I was thinking about. It, don't remember. But it isn't just these apps that that track us and and follow us. iPhones um, do, although Apple will say that that uh, it it stays resident on our phone, uh, which means they don't have access to it. I know that there's been uh, a lot of. Uh, of uh, coverage in the press on FBI and Apple and Apple breaking into their phones when they've arrested some terrorist or suspected terrorist. Apple won't cooperate. Um, Android phones um, are, are known for, um, how do I say it? If you go to the app store on an Android phone, there's anywhere, there's tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of of viruses that get downloaded on an annual basis just ordering apps through the app store on Android phones. Many people love them. Uh, I'm not going to say yay or nay, but they are known not to be as secure as an Apple phone, but all of them track you. All of them, uh, whether they, they carry it on the cloud or they sell the information, all your browsers track you. They, they track what you're searching for and your browsers would be, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Google Chrome. Uh, it would be Fire, Firefox claims they don't track you, but Microsoft Edge does. Um, a, any of the any of the other browsers, your search engines track you. Although DuckDuckGo says they do not, um, and I encourage you if you if you want to be as safe as you can, use DuckDuckGo to search. Don't use Google, um, and use uh, uh, Firefox if you can. Brave is another new one that claims they don't track you. Um, the, the point is that just about anything you do on your computer or on your phone or your tablet, most things track you. Um, I often tell folks I don't have a problem so much with Apple knowing what I'm doing or the government or anyone else, but I don't like it when they get hacked and all of them get hacked. Um, everybody gets hacked. There's nobody that's hack-proof. I'm blessed that none of my clients have been hacked. That doesn't mean they won't be tomorrow it just means that that we've been fortunate up to now when the nsa gets hacked and they get hacked um, we could talk about that and have on uh, on previous programs there's that's the cream of the crop you can't defend the nsa against hackers there isn't anybody else that you're gonna nobody else is gonna be able to do it so and then you have healthcare. so then you have people hacking hospitals, healthcare
1: devices, everything like that. You yeah. know, a lot of, a lot of people are very concerned about that and, and really security is the next best thing, you know, for it. Uh, recently we had um, the USCC cyber challenge uh, going on right. and uh, I was the winner on the winning team in 2016. So they asked me to, uh, Participate in this and help some of the students, so it was kind of like a scenario, like a three step scenario, like what they're doing, or you know stuff like that and and really it comes down to uh, the main question was, do we hack back mm-hmm. and and the results or the the ramifications of it and it, it was very interesting. To see different points of view uh, of the students and then reality sets in where we have people from the FBI, the police, different government organizations, and their thoughts or more of this is what would happen, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And I've been to different conventions and a lot of people um, brought up um, Hackback, you know, yeah. And, and if we should do it, and in reality, the answer is no.
0: Yeah.
1: One, if you're not good enough, you're just going to leave a gaping hole, more people, or, or that person is going to own Two, Two, um, you're breaking laws. Yeah. If you damage something, so, um, or, or, or release information that's out there, and it comes back to you because there's a trail of breadcrumbs, your company, because of your actions, could be responsible for it. Mm -hmm. Let alone, angering, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) actors overseas that are now going to target you. It's like, hey, you're now on our radar, we are going to target you. And that's, you know, we've seen results of that, like attacks in Atlanta, you know, the the damage that that did.
0: yeah. A, a generation that was raised on Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone movies uh, loved the idea of being able to hit back and hit back hard. But the the trouble is, none of us, businesses I'm talking about, people on the right side of the law, none of us are prepared to hack back. And if you've got the wrong guy that you're hacking, I, I mean, you're right. There are criminal organizations, crime families, there's nation states, if you're hacked back at the wrong guy, you may have the, the full force of uh, North Korea, China, Russia, somebody on your neck. And let me tell you, they're gonna be hard. So um, it's just not very smart. Uh, it may give you immediate gratification, but I, I question whether it'll give you any gratification later on. Um, and you're right, you're breaking all kinds of laws. It's wrong from a legal standpoint and, and ethical what good is it if you become just like the guy that, that hurt you, the guy that stole Correct. from you? I mean, that's, then you become one of them. That's wrong. So,
1: and so it was kind of interesting to see how students perceived it. Like um, one, one uh, talk we went to at a, at a cyber convention mm-hmm. was a lady from the Navy saying that the Navy would like, you know, she's talking for him, uh, to be like piracy back in like the 1300s, where anything happens in the ocean is fair game. Mm -hmm. So, so if they put hackers out there in, you know, cyberspace, you know, that it's fair game, and the hackers would get a percentage of whatever they got, and the state would get percentage of whatever they got, which means that Every nation state would have this group, and nobody is out of the realm. You know, I I I think your your point was on on point about seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger like you know revenge or or the the um, ability to go out and do whatever they wanted. Um, That's what some nation states do. I mean, from attacks we see, we see ransomware, new ransomware popping up all the time. We see all different types of viruses, you know, and there's security firms finding these, trying to find answers to them. Uh, uh, and and through NIST, uh, they're putting out information about it. Um, one question was, is, well, what do you do with a company that has... Um, a known uh, problem with their software, where people are using it as a zero day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a zero day would be a, a non-fixable and uh, uh, exploitable um, flaw in the software mm-hmm. that makes the user vulnerable when the user is told that everything should be safe. Right. And, you know, what, what do we do with that? If the company doesn't listen, do you put the information out there? Do you put the, the flaw out there and hope that they do the right thing? Uh, a lot of companies, as is, is you know, we brought up in this uh, uh, question in this uh, uh, cyber event, a lot of companies say, like Microsoft, they they weren't going to fix problems until they moved from Windows 7 to Windows 8, and then all the problems with Windows 8 to Windows 10, mm-hmm. and problems that are being found now. You know, they have Microsoft updates, you know, but not everything is being addressed. No. You know, what about other apps? What about browsers? You know, and as we were talking, swinging back around, mm-hmm. um. There's a browser, it's called the UC Browser. And it was uh, done by Alibaba. Uh, it's one of the bigger browsers out there. I was never aware of it um, until I was just reading about it today. And they're talking about blocking it. They're, they're saying about that it's pretty secure and stuff like that. But it's secure because it's very anonymous. It's a lot like um, the, the Onion Network and, and Tor browser, um, where there's a lot of amenity, if I could say the word, um, uh, where people are using it to communicate outside of areas that are blocking you. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting how um, governments basically shut down or won't communicate with other people. So, as you said... How, how is that going to affect industry? How is that going to affect, uh, you know, just humanity in itself? People will not be able to communicate with family or relatives or anything from one country to another. So then are people going to be trying to flee countries? Are we going to be a safe haven? Or are we going to um, basically prevent people from coming over?
0: Yeah. And that's... We can almost go political, but I'd rather not.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I, and, so, and, and and there's there's no answer to it, you know, right. outside of going political. And even going political, there's there's no there's no answer. There's there's ways people would like to go with it, you know, and and to 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 keep it in just a cyber realm, not even a political realm. Right. Um, it's almost an impossibility because people will find other ways to get around networks. And there's all kinds of stuff. Now kids, kids are, are finding them just to get out of their school networks to the internet, let alone a country trying, mm-hmm. you know, someone trying to get out of their own country to, to, uh, share information or update people about what's going behind, you know, the curtain, you know, that there's no, uh, there's no justification for anything that's going on, if you may.
0: There's um, you mentioned Tor. Um, just for the listeners, I want to remind that uh, folks. Oh. It's a while since I talked about it. It's the Onion Router, is what it stands for. It's a browser. Uh, they now have their own email, which I keep reading is uh, is becoming more and more popular. Mm. It is uh, it is encrypted, um, and and it works. Uh, Tor works a little different from, from most browsers. Uh, we don't have time to go into and explain, and honestly, I get too deep in the weeds when I do try to explain it anyway. It's, uh, it's not a, a place, if you wanted to Google, uh, for lack of a better term, or search for Tor, T-O-R, I encourage you, don't go to the website unless you feel very accomplished, and I, I encourage all my clients, I tell them about it so they don't stumble across it. Maybe they're looking for a secure browser or a secure email. Don't go into Tor. It's uh, there. It, it it takes you into the dark web. But first off, the Tor website is constantly attacked by hackers. Um, and and they the organization that that maintains it, I'm sure, does everything they can to keep it secure. But you don't want to be there at that moment and get um, get hacked because you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. The other thing is, Tor leads you into the dark web. The only people that that live on the dark web are criminals, and that's every stripe of criminal. Intelligence organizations, and that's every intelligence organization. There's not a country on the planet that doesn't have an intelligence arm on on the dark web. And countries like ours, all of them are on the dark web. They have a presence there. Uh, And you have a lot of police, a lot of law enforcement, live on the dark web. They're looking for predators. That's where child uh, pornography and all the distasteful stuff, illegal drugs, all that stuff bought and sold on the dark web. Um,
1: All the variants of Silk Road, where people were buying drugs and different services and stuff like that. And every time law enforcement would shut it down, a new version or a, a tier two, a tier three or, version 4 pops up. Yeah. So it's very it's very difficult to eliminate it because of the money that people pull in selling on it. Yeah. You know there's there's version it's basically for those cuz just like you know just like you said I don't want people going out there looking at it but it's basically like a criminal eBay. Yeah. You know where where anything goes that they're selling um, we, we do venture out there for looking for different things and, and people, when we see stuff on social media and, uh, look for people's presence out there, uh, but, um, not something that we want to do. And, and along that note, not just the tour browser, but like duck, duck, go, mm-hmm does if you use that it could it could find stuff or or give you search information for stuff in the deep web Mm -hmm. you know and the dark web depending on how uh how it's layered and there are other very specific uh search engines just for uh just for those
0: well said we are getting down to the wire i always hate this time because i know we're going to be ending soon We've got a little, uh, little less than ten minutes, so let's uh, let's think about how we want to wrap this up. We, uh, I guess, I want our listeners, first off, our viewers, to to understand that there's um, there's all kinds of applications. Some of them are from other countries. Some of them are, are from here in the U.S. And while your chances of, of uh, downloading a virus with the app might be greater on the Android, you can do that on, on the iPhone. It just doesn't happen as often. And the other thing is they can be perfectly legal apps, but they may track you and, and, and uh, collect data on, on you that you don't want them to do. So anytime you go to, uh, to an app store or any place on the web to download an application, be aware of of what's going to going to be done. Uh, even Office three sixty five by Microsoft is going to to uh, collect data on you. So you need to to know is that what you want? Do you want to use Outlook or do you want to use something like uh, uh, what's Firefox's Thunder something um,
1: um, um,
0: name escapes me? But they have an email client. Um, you know, there's there's all kinds of ways to do it. But know that everybody basically is tracking you. Your phone is listening to you. Your your phone is is uh, taking uh, uh, stock of where you go and what you ask for and what you look at. So
1: and, and look at different browsers. Just besides Firefox, there's there's a, a bunch of them out there. Every time I I kind of find one that has some good privacy stuff, I I try it out for a little while and see if it. If it catches on um and sometimes they do sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. um like apple users uh might be familiar with uh, with uh uh their browser being uh uh used in volvidi v-a-l-v-i-d-i i -I, I think that's how it's pronounced or it's spelled um i thought i think it's an excellent uh an excellent browser and it's it's taken off of uh uh one of apple's old browsers you know an old version of their browser and they they cleaned it up and 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 made it secure and and are out there and that's just one of many out Hmm. there
0: i'm not familiar with it i'll have to check it out
1: bulbity be yeah Yeah. it's 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 a it's a I, i like it i like using it now now, does it play nice with everybody? And you know, uh, uh, it, if you have a flat, you know, they there's still flash websites out there. You know, does it work with everything? Yeah, you know, just like everything else does. You know, um, but but it 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 opens your eyes to see what's out there, you know, and um, don't just use Chrome, don't just use Edge, mm-hmm. you know. Um,
0: Please don't use Edge <laughs> or, or Internet Explorer. Definitely don't use that. Yeah,
1: any, anything that, that basically is life cycle has come to an end yeah. and they're not doing updates for it anymore, that is a sign to stay away.
0: Yes. Internet Explorer was a favorite of hackers for decades, a couple of decades, and Microsoft just couldn't, I mean, they just couldn't save it any, anymore. Uh, it is still, uh, uh, and, and believe it or not, there are parts of the government, every so often I, I encounter through a client or something that um, they have to use Internet Explorer to file some report. I, For the life of me, I don't understand why that continues to happen, but it does.
1: From the, we have several websites that we have to use through the police department and they are not willing to redevelop it and you have to use internet explorer 11 you know not it, chrome doesn't work firefox doesn't work and that's why i like trying other browsers because if i find one that works it'd be like hey we have a solution this yeah. is the solution you know you everyone's just got to jump on but you know you just gotta you just gotta try it out
0: yeah, well, I guess that's the the, the final word that, that we leave folks with. You've got to you've got to check things out. Listening to to people like us or any other show, there's there's only going to be so much we can cover. In everything you do now online, you've got to you've got you're responsible. You're the one that has one of these things, um, and you've got more power in you in your hand with a, with a, a smartphone, then you know, it's, it's, it's a cliche than what we use to send men to the moon. I mean, you literally have the power of an atomic bomb in your hand. You've got to learn how to use it. You're responsible for that. And if, you, if you're doing something that, uh, uh, that might benefit some criminal or nation state, um, it's up to you to, to know what to do. Uh, that knowledge doesn't belong there. It, it belongs here, and most of us don't don't deal with that kind of stuff, but some of us do and, and so for uh, kids you know we didn't grow our i didn't grow
1: up with a phone in grade school i didn't even grow up with a phone in high school let alone let alone college. I think yeah. I was doing uh, papers on typewriters
0: still yeah we used in back bacchus i didn 't have a calculator or oh. uh, and, and clay tablets we used those i. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, and, and look at now. Four-year-olds are a genius with iPads and tablets and everything like that. So cybersecurity, it's, it's, it's not going away. If anything, it's a bigger need than ever.
0: Let's end on that note. We talk about it often, and I just read it again the other day. They're now saying 2021, uh, it'll be three and a half million open positions for cybersecurity because there aren't people to fill them. If, you, if you're uh, in between careers or jobs, now's a great time to get your foot on the, the, the floor uh, for a cybersecurity career. I know Ivy Tech, uh, uh, every community college probably, but Ivy Tech, I happen to know, has a great program to get you started. You can get your CompTIA certifications while you're taking the class. It's, it's usually the final exam for the class. Yep. John knows this because he teaches this stuff it's an excellent time to get into that career. There is nothing in that industry that's going to fall away. Like you just said, the need is going to become more and greater and greater uh, as we go on. Last thought, John, we've got about a minute. Uh, Just, you know, always be
1: watchful with your your children and yourself online. Um, Always look you know, pay attention to emails. Again, just like your book says, watch what you click on.
0: Excellent. Thank you for ending on that. Thank you for being with us today, folks. I hope you stay safe and stay healthy. We'll look forward to seeing you the next time.